Hey guys, and welcome back to this week's episode. I'm your co-host, Maddie. And I'm your other host, Jordan. And this week, we are joined by a very special guest, Miss Lovely Raina. <laughs> woot woot! <Hello>. <laughs> <laughs> Glad to be here. <laughs> Raina is also better known as the creator of Melanin Ravers and Gaia XNL on Instagram. And we are so excited to have her on this week's of podcast because we are having a trend of Black Ravers on for Black History Month. And yeah, we're so excited to chat and discuss some important topics to us. Yes, let's get into it. <laughs> okay, so tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, um, I am in Florida in the Tampa Bay area. Um, I was once with barista. I literally just was my last day at Starbucks today, but um, at the time of this recording, um, um, I, I love a lot of things. I like to keep myself busy with, um, with God knows what, it doesn't matter, but most times I'm doing a lot of cooking and baking and hanging out with friends and um, connecting with other people, uh, mostly networking these days. Um, <laughs> I am a true Floridian. I have lived nowhere else but Florida. Um, I don't know. It's so hard to say what, like, what to say about me. Like, it's just, <laughs> like, I'm a Libra. If that, if that, like, you know, if that helps, <laughs> I don't know. But <laughs> it's always it hard to be like, when you're like right on the spies, it's like, oh my God, what do I say about myself? <laughs> <laughs> well, you just did great. Um, tell us a little bit about how you got into raving. Well, interesting enough, um, I used to go to a lot of like a lot of the clubs in Obviously, there's like club music, and I was listening to a lot of Kevin Harris, David Guetta, um, artists, uh, artists like that. Um, and then I got acquainted with this guy, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and he went to EDC Las Vegas one time, and um, I was watching his Snapchat story. And I was like, man, well, where were you at? See, it's so much fun. He's like, oh, yeah, it's called EDC. I'm like, oh, bet. And I, we kind of, after we broke up or, you know, in that little situation, but um, <laughs> I was like, I kept seeing like ads for EDC. I'm like, I have to go. Like, I have to go. And nobody I knew wanted to go with me. And I was just like, it's a little dangerous for myself to like, to go to Vegas. I've been to Vegas before, but never like by myself all like for the whole weekend. Um, and I was like, it's a festival. I don't know what's going to happen. I'm like, I don't want to go by myself. So I like literally was like asking people but, like, no, I don't want to go. I don't want to go. And then I like two months before EDC was to happen in 2017, was I posted it again like I really want to go to this festival and one of my high school friends like okay let's go I'm like are you serious she's like yes I'm like <laughs> so it was kind of like a last minute sin and that was the start of it all that's so cute last, so EDC yeah, so was your first first, first everything first grade <laughs> first festival yeah it was like literally like a last minute full sin don't know what wow. like what to wear what was gonna happen I was just like I want to go I wanted to experience 
what I saw from my situation, my situationship. <laughs> um, I, I want to see, like, I want to know what was like. I just want to experience it for myself and know what was what all that was entail of this yeah. event that I saw. I'm just like, it's for a whole weekend. I'm like, there for forever, and I'm like, I don't even know what to wear. I'm just gonna pack whatever, and that was that. <laughs> so, do you remember like what the lineup was and like what you wore and stuff? Um. I remember the most the most memorable thing that I remember was the fact that I wore flip flops. (laughs) Yes, I learned that very quickly. That that is a no no. It's like no flip flops, sneakers, close uh closed toe shoes. Like you you can't. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Um. Yeah. I was judged by other people. Like look at her in her sandals. Like like. Yeah. Yeah. So um I remember actually wearing like a like a fish uh not a fishnet. I don't remember, like a crochet top and some shorts. Then that was the first day when I was there. And then uh, as like I was looking around, I was like, Oh, you could actually dress up in XYZ outfits. So me and this guy that I actually met at EDC the first night, we went to the mall the next the that morning the morning after I'm just like I want to go to the mall let's like see what's happening like we're just spending time or whatever and I went to forever 21 I saw some like really cool stuff and so one and I had like a body like I wore like a mesh body suit with like a bikini top underneath and like some shorts um and then that night I actually wore sneakers and then (laughs) then the third night I wore like I went kind of like a golden goddess kind of vibe I had like this um gold gold colored mesh type of dress and I had like a headband that was really really cute yeah that was how that went so <laughs> yeah um the lineup oh my god um I remember, oh my god I don't remember who I was trying to see it was a, a certain artist that was playing in 2017 and I was so bummed because I missed their set because something happened with my my friend that we had to actually we got to EDC was in traffic forever just for her to realize she did not bring her ID. So we had to find a way back to the strip, <laughs> then back to then back to EDC. It was like we missed like a good chunk of it. By the time we got there, it was like two o'clock in the morning. And it was oh. yeah, it was a, it was insane. And I was so upset because I was like, I I can't remember who it was. I don't know why. It could have been David Guetta. I don't remember who exactly it was, but I was like, I was so upset because that's who I really, really wanted to see. Um, I remember uh, it was one of my favorite sets from that from that night was Diplo with Back to Back, Jaws with Back to Back, Alice in Wonderland. That oh. was such at kinetic feel. It was like I had such a good time there, and I just like that's the the one set that actually stood out the most to me. Um, yeah, because I'm I was one of those main stage girls because I was just like, I don't know, like I didn't know that many artists. Like I just knew mainstream artists like Diplo and Calvin Harris, David Guetta, like music like that. So like I ended up like saying like for that most of the festival, like I was like, these are the people who I know. Like, you know, and then me and my friend, we kind of bitch her off and like to different sets and China's like, I was like, Well, let's see what this person's all about or well, who this person's all about. Um Funny story, I was definitely afraid of dubstep. I, I don't know, I remember <laughs> my friend is very into like 
metal and heavy, like what is it, heavy metal and stuff like that. And so like, I don't know, I want to say it was a, it was um, either Wasteland or it was Ooh, base wow. <laughs> con stage, no, not base con, base pot. I don't remember which stage it was. And I was like, and she was like, I want to go here. I was like, okay. So like, we were like bouncing off who artists that we want to see. And so she was like, well, this music sounds like something I want to listen to. I was like, okay. And then I like stood there like, I don't know where I am. Like, I don't know if I want to stay here. I'm still definitely afraid. So, so we stayed for a little minute, but it was a little hard for me to get into it. Um, but uh, I eventually ended up loving Hard Style. So, you know, that I believe that was a Hard Style stage, if I'm not mistaken. But um, yeah, it was kind of crazy. That was like the most most fun that I ever had because I ended up meeting uh, people from that first night that I was there in Vegas for EDC. I'm still friends with them to this day. So like I have like some really cool friendships that started from my first like from my first raves and festivals and stuff like that. So I thought it was like really awesome. I love that. I love that so you wholesome. just went for it. You're like, I'm just going to go. I last minute send it. Like, seriously. <laughs> that's why I say to anybody, if you want to go to a festival, just go. Just go. Don't, like, if you want me to go with you, I'll go with you. You want to come with me to a festival, you go ahead and come down and we'll meet up and let's go. Like, don't wait for anybody. Um, do it safely, obviously, but don't hesitate because you just never know if that's like there's festivals I want to go to but then they never came back so like I never got that chance to go so I'm like if that opportunity is in your face and there's ways like you can go with a friend or you know somebody who's going just go just go full send it they're like life is too short for regrets just go ahead and go and just have the time in your life go to a festival with an open heart open mind because like like with me I was kind of closed-minded to a lot of music because I wasn't accustomed to listening to it until now but like it's kind of like almost everywhere now like in movies and soundtracks and tv shows and there's like you can't really escape edm right now <laughs> so like just go and have the time of your life like even if you have to stay at the main stage just go just yeah. go full send it full send i am i feel like i'm the ceo of full send like i was <laughs> like <laughs> Like, let's go, let's go. <laughs> I love that. What is the, uh, like, rave scene like down in Florida? Um, well, currently there's a, a few, like, what, because of COVID, there's a few, um, and, like, still, like, running shows and stuff like that. They're doing, I don't know, I can't speak on every club, but most clubs that I am I know about they're following like safety guidelines like you have to wear a mask they're not packing people in there like you know there's room to be you know not on top of each other um but the like in my area I feel like it's more so focused on like bass music like so like dubstep is like very very like like more pop in here um there's a lot of house music here Miami's kind of more known for the the house and techno and all that um oh, I man. usually just stay in the, like I usually stay in the Tampa area so um I never really venture off to a lot of places just yet but I just know like Tampa Orlando um and like more so like South 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 Florida like Miami and Fort Lauderdale and they have more like events and stuff like that usually that I've seen 
Um, there's not a lot of festivals here. We only have like a couple. I hope there's some more that come here because I love Florida and it's warm. It's never like, I mean, we get the rain and stuff like that, but um, more festivals here in Florida. I really do. At least on the East Coast. Like there's so many in the West Coast. Like bring some over here. Bring some over here. Random question, but like, do mm-hmm. you just have like alligators like in your backyard? <laughs> you know what's funny? Okay, as much as much stories are out there about random gators is popping out of nowhere i have never seen one in person what i've never seen one in person like i've never seen one randomly walking around like i never seen like unless you go to like a zoo or something like that like you don't see that like i never saw them but like in my town there like my hometown there is very common to see them <laughs> like they just walk around like it's nothing it's kind of scary to hear about it because like you just you just never know yeah. how to really react because now you're like oh my god are they gonna come after me now like do I stay yeah. still I like I know it's this but yeah no I have never seen a gator. <laughs> how did that question pop? Because in your just head? like imagine like you're swimming in Florida and a freaking gator gets in your pool. That is so scary. Yeah, that's I heard that happening. Like I like there's one where. Um, I've seen uh, articles about how a gator like goes up to somebody's front door and like, <laughs> like you can hear them like because they're like like breaking <laughs> in. Yeah, like they like trying to like climb the door or something and like. <laughs> yeah, so like there's like <laughs> gators like there's a lot of random gator like articles out there and it's, it's hilarious because you just. They're so unexpected. Like you just never know. Like that's absolutely terrifying. (laughs) Yeah, Florida's um, Florida's wild. Florida is wild for sure. (laughs) Have yet to go, but eventually we'll probably get out there one day. (laughs) Yeah, everyone wants to come here. The beaches are great here. So I've heard. Do you guys have like really big mosquitoes? No, I don't. I don't think we do. Like uh, mostly because I don't really go outside that much. But <laughs> hot in the summer. But um, it, yeah, it gets hot here. So like, not a lot of. I don't like to go outside. I don't like to be hot. Me but too. Um, <laughs> um, no, like I don't see like huge mosquitoes here, like in my area. But like they are out there, especially during like after like rainy season, like when it rains. It's, me now like we get <laughs> you have to you got to be equipped with the with the mosquito repellent and stuff like that because once it rains really like for a long period of time especially during the springtime like yeah you got to get bit up oh my god but Couldn't miami though <laughs> yeah miami, miami is crazy <laughs> <laughs> i tend to stay away from miami miami is wild like what you think about Florida? Like you could find all of that in Miami, <laughs> just for like a weekend, a weekend trip, <laughs> right? <laughs> One weekend is enough, like to get the Florida experience. Like just go to Miami. <laughs> That's why everybody go to Miami because you you tend to get the full Florida experience down there. <laughs> Perfect. So let's get into Melanin Ravers. How did you come up with this idea to start? the group, the page, the concept, everything that it's kind of grown to be? So actually, I didn't, the The idea was presented to me, actually. I didn't, I, at the time, I didn't think much of it. 
like think like that black black ravers was unseen i didn't think you know like because i grew up very like had friends from black and all black white hispanic asian so i never really grew to think oh my god i'm going like going i didn't think nothing of like you know having to have that representation i didn't really think of it um but Honestly, when I first went to EDC in 2017, I was quite nervous to to be perfectly honest because I'm just like, I was always like, oh my God, you're an Oreo. Oh my God, you're a white girl. You're going to go to that festival, listen to that music. Oh my God, who are you? You're not black, you know? So like when I was like, my only little main concern was like not to say that it was steered me away from wanting to go, but the one thing that I had that was like, in the back of my mind was, am I going to be the only black person here? Like, am I really just going to be sticking out? Sticking out? And it's actually, I met, ended up fall, um, finding um, another black raver um, in 2017, and she gave me my first candy. So I am like forever looking for her because I never got her information. But um, and that was like that's that solidified me actually like okay I'm not really the, like because at first like at first glance I was the only black person in the crowd like I felt so like out of place for a little bit like when you actually think about it you feel kind of out of place I'm like oh my god where's someone that looks like me like you know um, but then the my actual friend that I actually met in 2017 um, at EDC we went in 2018 we're on our way to EDC she's like you know you should start this page for Black Ravers. I'm like, what are you talking about? And she was like, and she was saying to me how like there was this news clip about, a, they were doing like a article, like an expose type of thing on raves and how this Black Raver went up to the news um, reporter like, hey, you need to show us, we're out here too. And I'm like, you know, I ain't think nothing of it. I'm like, you know, you're right, you're right. But then I had a lot of self-doubt about it because it's like, ain't nobody gonna follow that page like no no that's just like gonna waste my time like um I'm just like I don't know like maybe and then she's like no you should do it you totally should do it like she kept pushing me to do it and I was like well if I do I'm gonna just call it melanin ravers because most times when you think of melanin you think of black people and I literally was bouncing off like I'm like "Uh, no yes okay no 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 I'm not gonna do it and then um at this time, I lost my grandmother while I was at EDC. I got severely sick. My voice was almost gone. I literally had to walk around with like a notepad at this time because like my voice was about ready to go. And I was in line with my friends and I was sitting next to this, standing next to this girl in security and this kind of eerie to think about it now. Her name was Destiny and she was another black raver and we were talking and I, it was like a moment of like quiet and I just so happened to look around and you from first glance it was literally me and destiny the only black people in like in in line like when you do like a three sits you just see me and her and then I looked to her I was like oh my name is Rena and I have a page called Melon Ravers and um I want to show off black ravers and at that time, when I introduced her about the page, I didn't even have the page up. I didn't have an Instagram. I didn't have nothing about it. I was literally telling people, I have this page. Like, and they were like, okay, yeah, the yo, for real, for real. Like, I would love to be posted. I'm like, great. <laughs> and um, so that's kind of how that started was 
my friend literally pushing me and then one of my rave, other rave game, he, I was telling him about it because he's also a black raver. He's like, no, you should totally do it. Go for it. He's like, I know you. You will do well at it. Keep going. And it was a so good at first. And because, you know, trying to find black ravers. And I, like the first year when I started uh, Melina Ravers, I would stay up all night looking for black ravers. I would go through festival pages. And if I found one and I look at their page and they're like, I see rave content, I'm like, I'm following, I'm following. Like I was just following a bunch of black ravers that I could find. And and then so many opportunities have came since then because you, a lot of people was like, wow, I'm not alone. There's other ravers that look like me in this community. I'm not alone. I don't feel like I'm standing out or I could feel I feel safe knowing that there are other black ravers that I can reach out to and that I can uh, communicate with. I can like bond with, create friendships and relationships and whatever that comes from it. There's like, I have a place, I have a place and I have a place to be seen. I have a platform where I don't feel like I'm hidden. Like I'm just like a hidden gem within the EDN community. And like, I'm so grateful for being able to provide a platform for my other black ravers because I had the idea too like I thought like I was going to be the only black raver when I went to EDC and now there's more new black ravers because now they feel like okay I actually can just I can actually go to these things like there was people that will tell me I didn't think I could go to these things but now that I can like I want to go to these festivals I feel like there's even some that even came out with us, like, I'm coming out of retirement for festivals because there's this page for us. Like, <laughs> I have, like, so many people, like, it It makes me cry. It really does. Like, when I sit back and look back, I'm just, like, I, I'm just so honored and so glad to be able to create, like, a platform to for them to be seen, to have love and connections and just have, like, a place where they can still feel safe. Like, to be safe to be Black, to safe to be a Black raver, because, you know, just being a raver doesn't like stop having issues within our black community so like there's a place for us to still come together and solidify our love for edm however solidify our love for being a uh, black because a lot of people you know some people just some people grew to hate the color of their skin now they love the color of their skin because like black is beautiful black is so 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 beautiful and the show the different very um variety within our melanin community is amazing i have chills <laughs> <laughs> i know i love that so what would you say is like has like been the best thing to come from starting melanin ravers just connecting with people like i love getting to know people i love meeting people even though sometimes i get nervous but i love meeting people um the best thing truly is like that's the recognition the uh the acknowledgement that Black ravers exist and that they feel safe. They feel like they have their, they have a real home now. Um, that's like my greatest thing, like for them to feel like they belong is the best thing that came out of being, uh, having Melanie ravers is that they have that sense of being, being welcomed and having a place like, okay, I am not no outcast. I can be who I want to be. I don't have to feed into the stereotypes that our Black community give us when we go to festivals and stuff like that. So like, 
for them to be, have that freedom to be who they are, that's the best gift ever. I love that. And I love being able to literally look at the page and you just scroll through and see hundreds of beautiful black king and queens ravers. And I love it. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> What are some things we can expect from you and Melanin Ravers this year? So this year, oh boy, I really want to focus on a website and have some merch come out for Melanin Ravers. Um, I want to do some more collabs with more brands um, to show more diversity. Um, And hopefully when things get back to somewhat normal and we can have fun. Festivals. I would love to have more curated meetups and like not just in festivals, like outside, like we can go and get dinner or, you know, have an activity. Like if something's happening, like I say EDC Las Vegas, we'll just walk across, like we'll do like the the biggest eye or do something really fun, like together and like create more of that, you know, that bond within our community. Like I really wanted to do that. Like I, that's like my goal is to like, create more connections with everyone um hopefully one day we can have some more live streams for millennial ravers um i just have so many things i want to do but my most my focus was really just like branching out and doing some more stuff so that we can find more and more melanin ravers like that's the goal i want to find them all and then i want to convert the other ones who feel like they're too scared I want to convert them into Melanie Ravers. Like, no, come on, let's go. You're a raver now. Like, there's no question about it. Let's go. Like, <laughs> get the get the face jams, get the hydro pad. Like, let's go, let's go, let's do this. <laughs> yeah, sign me up. I'm like, merch, my eyes lit up because I need more clothing. You know, yes. I have too many. <laughs> For real though. Soon, hopefully before summer. Hopefully before summer. Fingers crossed. I'm putting out positive vibes for you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> So what did you see from the EDM community during the Black Lives Matter movement? Okay. (laughs) Um, It was, it was a mixed bag to be perfectly honest. Um, And at one point I was like, yes, I would love for the people who are preaching plurid to come out and stand for their fellow ravers who constantly, I'm gonna cry, who constantly have a loss, who is constantly being judged and just spotlighted because like we are always constantly in a negative light. And there's so much tragedy that happens in that black community. There's things that are always constantly put in place to make us the underdogs and there that is hard for us to strive so I was like really like you get to know you who people really are like they show their true colors and there's like like I said there's some people who came out swinging for the black community they there's some that's like well all lives matter and it's like well you don't still understand that it doesn't right now because we wouldn't be saying Black Lives Matter if all lives actually did matter. Um, you don't understand, you don't see that things 
like I said, things are being put in place that we are like targeted. We are constantly are targeted. And we are seen in like as thugs and like ratchet and all this stuff. And then next thing you know, other races can do it and it seems fashionable. It seems okay. It seems like the trend. And our our community is not in the things that we have and do and say and live it should not be a trend it should not be fashionable and a lot of i noticed a lot of people were like i said a lot of people were coming out swinging saying no they're they're protesting they're signing petitions they're making noise on social media like no you need to listen you need to understand what's happening in the black community, this is not right. It's never okay. It would never be okay until things change. And then some are like, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, or you can literally come out and it's like they chose they show the true colors and it's like, I don't give a it really basically says, I don't give a fuck about you. I don't give a fuck about your race. I don't give a fuck about your community. Like it doesn't really matter to me. Like it's like you don't understand what's happening, like not just in our black community, just in the LGBTQ plus community, like the the Latino community. Like you cannot really say all lives matter when so many people are being tar- so many like religion and race and, and sexuality and gender are being targeted targeted constantly. You can never say all lives matter. You can never say that until things starts to change. And that's the one thing that I was noticing. Like I was more respectful to brands who and companies and people who actually came out swinging, and it was for real about it. They're not here to save face on on social media. Like, oh no, I'm an ally, quote unquote ally, but then constantly go and do some things that offend that set community that they're an ally for. And I get to the point now where I just like I you know what? I don't care for your support. I do not care about your support. I'm more focused on what I'm doing to uplift. I'm more focusing on what I can do to uplift my community and the other ones who are, you know, what can I do for my community? I'd rather focus on that because if you spend, if you start to focus on the races, the race, uh, the racist people, and you start producing negative, you kind of just overshadow the positive. So it's just like, I prefer to this focus on what can I do and what and team up with other people who are actually about make changing how things are. And I'm noticing a lot of that still, like a lot of them are still for Black Lives Matter and making sure like things like what happened to Breonna Taylor and all so many beautiful Black lives that we lost because of police brutality, just overall racism. And like, I just rather focus on that versus like, oh, you're a racist. I'm going to sit here and bash you. Like, no, you know what? You're out, like you really here for what's wrong with this country or what's wrong with this world. I'd rather just stick with you. Um, so it's like a missed bag. Like a lot of people were just like, oh yes, I'm all for Black Lives Matter. But then like in that aspect too, they're like, I'm just here to save face. And I noticed that that's the little thing now, like they kind of go quiet. They'll go back to being quiet. And then they say, you know, if something come up again, oh no, I'm an ally, I'm an ally, I'm an ally. And it's like, 
but are you really though? Are you really an ally? So that's kind of like where I come from. Is just like I just want, I just want to focus on my community or those who are actually in need and see what I can do from my like from my standpoint of what I can do. So like now I'm like I shift my focus on smaller brands. I started focusing on black-owned brands, um, collabing with more black creators and like if it's not even something that's in my niche obviously edm is my niche i don't care if it's a candle i don't care if it's a paint <laughs> i don't care what it is if i literally have like this little kim poster because i fell in love with this black artist and she's such an amazing she's such a sweetheart and i have a painting and i look at it all like all the time because like literally right here but i try my hardest to focus on my community and uplift them in the way that i can is this like that's what I rather focus on, um, and it's still still preach that Black Lives Matter because they do, because they do. Like all Black lives matter. A, amen to that. Literally, and silence speaks volumes. I think we all learned that. We saw so much of that this year. You couldn't really like if you chose not to speak out. We clearly saw where you stood, and we know your values and we don't need you. And on the aspect of supporting Black creators, I am so thankful to have a podcast where I can interview you and a bunch of other Black ravers and just give people a voice to say how they feel about this shit because it matters. And to validate your feelings and your experiences, if anybody can learn from what we go through and the shit that we struggle with and maybe a light switch flips and you learn from the shit, then I'm happy. I'm, I'm doing my quote unquote job to, to do a change and to bring effect. (laughs) Yeah. That one really matters because like I said, we're like the underdogs to everyone. Like, and if we can sit here and actually support and uplift us, that, because it's so hard. It's so hard because they make it hard for us to not want to to strive in this community and like in this country. And so like that's why I'm like, if you're a real ally, we could we you know let's let's team up, let's do whatever. Um, I'm not. I don't like <laughs> the one thing I don't like is even collaborating with a brand or collabing with or a creator or anything like that that's non-black just for them to save face I would never sell out my community for them like I would never like if I don't feel like it's worthy I don't feel like it's not going to like actually do good for my community I'm like I'm not going to waste my time because it's not it's not benefiting us really it's more so benefiting you and then I noticed that a lot and it's like that's where I say like are you really for Black Lives Matter or are you just trying to save face like because um (laughs) no no thank you I'm good and like I miss I actually passed on opportunities because of that and it's like your values do not fit with mine I'm switching um because I was more so focusing on focusing on my content and who I work with I want to work at XYZ and I want to work with all these brands and all these people and now I'm just like now that more things are happening within the black uh black community 
they seem to show their true colors and how things are, how they see things. And it's like, mm, no, thank you. I'm going to go over here. Like, no. So um, I'd rather, I'd rather just stay uplifting my people because they need it the most. Yes. Couldn't agree more. <laughs> how do you feel about, I guess, like cultural appropriation still going on in the scene, whether it be with box braids or clothing wise back to what i said um about our our culture being a trend i don't i don't i don't care for it not that's my culture i've seen i i get so unsettled when i see non-native americans wearing headdresses it's it's so unsettling because it's the reason why they have that just like we have a reason where we wear our box braids. We wear our box braids because it's a protective style. It never was a trend. Yes, our color, we can do colors in our hair and this or the other, but we still, like, we got to put our hair away. This is a protective style. And for people to make things like that a trend and now it's like, oh, it's okay. This like, you know, and then they switch up the names. Like, I remember I saw somebody refer to box braids as pineapple braids. I'm like, what is that? Like, <laughs> what? what is pineapple braids? Like, I don't get the reference. Like, why would you like, no, like, and then it just seems, I don't, the only way that I can describe it is like things that we do that is seen as ghetto, as ratchet, unprofessional. But if someone of a non-Black raise do it it seems fashionable it's a trend it, oh my god you're a trendsetter or like oh that's so popping like you know I'm just like that's that's not cool like why can't I look fashionable why can't I look professional like you know what I mean so like it's it's kind of messed up it's really messed up and I I tend to try to educate people on why cultural appropriation is this it needs to end it needs to end like I is this weird <laughs> it's really weird <laughs> but it's like trying to get them to understand why we get offended when it's okay for them to wear box sprays but we can't like we seem as ghetto and ratchet and, and that's so not professional and it's like but homegirl over here is wearing them and like y'all think she's like the popping thing ever <laughs> and like why can I get that type of respect so you know, like that's yeah sorry um I was just gonna ask how do we how do we hold people accountable for it educate educate um there's or send them links or like tell them like do the research because there are so many things that out there that they at this point at this point, it's 2021. You should know what's culture, like if you're appropriating somebody's culture. There's so much information out there. If you feel like that, if you have like in this doubt, like, is it okay for me to have box braids? Ask someone and they'll probably just tell you, no, there's some that don't mind. Some there's some why some people like, eh, I'd rather you not. And most like try to tell them like if your hair texture is not made for it, your hair is gonna fall out because I heard that happen before. Um, like just research, ask for help, like ask if it's just okay. If you, there was an instance for me and I feel like I wanted to dress up as a certain way and I'm just like, I 
think this is cultural appropriation. I don't want to do that. So I asked someone like, hey, if I were to dress up like this or like a rave or something, would this consider a cultural appropriation? And like, she was like, if you feel like it's wrong, don't do it. There are some people that just don't care, but like education is key. Like if you feel like someone is um, appropriate somebody's culture, just say something, just speak up and like, hey, you know what? Sis, that's not right. You know, like, hey, we got to change this. This is not fair. And then give them your reason why. If they're, some people don't want to hear it. They don't want to hear it. They don't care. They don't want to hear it. But like, as long as you're doing your part and educating them, that's what matters. Like, educate them. Yeah. I send people links all the time on Twitter. <laughs> I'm like, here, let me drop you some knowledge. You're like, by right, the way. Right. Yeah, how? right. Like, mm, okay, how about no? Honestly. Like, why not? Like, here's some links. Read them yourself. Like, and then like we can discuss this. Like, I always feel like it's healthy to have discussions when it comes into an argument and like where it comes to name calling and X, Y, and Z, that's when you gotta end it. But like having that discussion and having it having that talk about things like this is much needed. It should never be swept under the rug. It should never be like, I'm going to sit here and attack you. You should at least try to discuss and like have this discussion and like, hey, this is like, especially for me, like, hey, I don't really care for you to wear box sprays because this is my reason. Or I don't really care for you to wear the headdress to a festival. Here's my reason. And have that open, that open floor to have that discussion. Like that matters. Like at least, like I, that's why I tell people to have an open mind when it comes to discussions and talks and stuff, because not everyone's gonna see it your way. But as long as you are voicing your concerns and your opinions and something that is not right, as long as you're speaking up on it, that's what matters. Like speak on it. Just speak on it. Facts. <laughs> <laughs> I know I feel like we should have spoken word you would be great at that <laughs> how important is representation for black ravers in this community representation means everything everything um it's from seeing another black raver wearing a certain color a certain print a certain style or wearing pairing an outfit for this or having that confidence like oh my god she looks so good in this outfit I want to look like her like there's times where I didn't feel like I could wear something like that because I'm like mm, that don't look good on my skin like and then here I am like I was so afraid of neon colors I'm like I ain't wearing no neon colors and people someone sent me a neon green outfit and I was like all right bet and it's like people like oh my god neon green is your thing I'm like and then that turns into people like I would never think I want to try to wear neon green now so like having that representation for us to know that we can go to festivals we can listen to whatever we want to listen to whether it be dubstep house techno trance hearts dance or whatever it is that is your thing that matters so that you know like you're not out here alone you should not be scared to be who you are because there's someone out there right now that looks like you that loves the things that you do Here's that representation. Here's what it means to be you and your skin and your, your skin color. So don't be afraid because you're black that 
you know, these things are going to happen or you can't do this or you shouldn't wear this because you can. Because you can. That doesn't go just for this Black Ravers. It goes, it goes for plus size girls. It goes for the, the thin girls and the curvy girls. The It doesn't matter. It's just like, here's your representation. If you, if you chunk it like me and you want to wear like a two-piece, go for it. Just go for it because there's people like that look like me that look like s y and z that like who whoever you trying to like be is out there that representation like so you don't have to feel like you can't wear this or you shouldn't do this or you can't listen to this you can't say this this is like here it is here it is like that's why i say representation matters because there's like so many people even now, because like I'm more so of a content creator and I'm on different platforms and mostly on TikTok. TikTok now, I get messages from other Black people like, I would never think to go to raves. I would never think that festivals was my thing. Or I would have never thought I could wear something like this and look, and look beautiful. Like you inspire me to go to festivals. You inspire me to wear this outfit. You inspire me to go out and do S, Y, and Z. It's just like, as long as you have that representation, good representation, that what matters. I tell everyone, representation matters, no matter what. No matter what, like, representation matters. Yeah, I used to be afraid of bright, colorful eyeshadows because I was like, mm, that was, those don't look good on my skin tone. But like recently in quarantine and just like being stuck at home, I've just been Mm -hmm. getting creative and getting pushed outside of my comfort zone. So it's been fun. I'm like, fuck it. I look good. Such a bad (laughs) bitch. There you go. That's what, that's what I'm talking about. (laughs) The baddest bitch. So how how can we improve the scene for black ravers? Being there, being there, show up and show out for when, we are in need make us feel more welcome don't look at us as like we're this alien when we show up to a festival or like to a rave like be more welcoming to us be more accepting to our issues and support us like we're not asking for much like we just want to be on the same equal playing field because plurs should not just stick to a certain amount of things within the eating community. It should be for everyone, no matter their race, their gender, their sexuality, it shouldn't matter. So we just want to be on the same, my personal standpoint, I just want us to all be on the same playing field. Welcome us more, um, uplift us. Like whenever things like this happen, like you should always come for a raver who is in need. You should always support them. So. No matter if it's in the EDM scene, because sometimes if like things that out, happen outside the EDM community could easily keep, be brought into the EDM community. So I feel like it shouldn't just stick with just EDM, you know? It should be outside of the our community as well. So whenever something happens, like support us, like yeah. give us the support that we need. It shouldn't be just focused on raising, only when raising festivals are happening. Like, no, like, it's not like we're raving 24-7, you know what I mean? So, like, what happens, like, you know, like, keep it going. Like, don't don't wait until something happens in our community. Don't, I, I that's one thing I don't like. Like, even though Black Lives Matter movement is, like, 
slowly like going back into the shadows, that doesn't mean that you should not still fight for us. So, yeah. This, like, I just feel like this, you know, come like come through for us. Like when we feel like something's happening and it's the injustice or, you know, anything like that that's happened, not just, you should just come up and swing because and come up swinging and support and stand, stand with us and then like, cause you can't be united if you just like, oh, you pick and choose who you want to support or when you want to support. Like that shouldn't be, that should never be an option. I'm sorry. Like if you're about player, you all about quote unquote, all lives matter. You should not pick and choose when to support. Agreed. Honestly. And the amount of black voters that showed up, showed out and supported this year, like I don't want to hear it. You better give us our rights, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> this is so funny. As we're talking about raving, Jordan's neighbor is throwing a rave. I'm glad store. you can hear that because there are times oh I'm sitting here and I'm like, I sound like I'm psycho and I'm at a rave. I know the exact like song. In my head. They're playing the song, You'll Never See Me Again. <laughs> oh my God. Literally you have some fun neighbors, man. She's going to knock on the door. Hey, do you want to be in a podcast? <laughs> <laughs> you totally should. <laughs> what is a piece of advice you would give to anyone who feels they aren't represented in this community? If here's one thing that my grandmother told me uh before she passed. Like she was very, very headstrong about it she's like if if someone's not doing it for you you do it yourself so if you don't have that representation or you feel like you're alone you push put yourself out there and like I'm a plus size raver I'm a black raver I am a Latina raver I'm a gay raver or whatever like you push yourself out there like you show the representation that you want to see you put yourself out there in that aspect so that's like my only thing if you feel like you don't feel like they're out there your representation is out there you might have to go digging for a hot little minute but it's out there <laughs> but if it's not if it's someone it's not need that representation because then people are looking for looking at you like i would never thought to do s y and z or this whatever now you're in someone's motivation so if you don't have it you be that motivation and then inspire other like and then spread it to other people that's the best way i can describe it like <laughs> if you don't have it you do it yeah that is so true <laughs> so true that. okay let's get into some festival questions Ooh. favorite genre of edm <laughs> oh my god <laughs> i i wear my orange heart with pride i am a fanatic for heart dance music i dude i saw your story it. the other night i was like damn yes <laughs> in her tiktoks i'm like okay i get it <laughs> yes i i don't like it took me a minute to get to it obviously and i remember someone i was like i'm trying to venture off into like different music i'm like give me like i was trying to build my playlist and like give me some songs. I want to listen to some songs. And I remember my friend Letsy. She gave me 
the darkest hour on the clock or uh, yeah by oh my god i can't remember who it is d block and stefan i think it is and it was a hard style song and i was like oh okay and i started to get into it a little bit more and like i only been raving for like four years so like it took me a minute to get there like my music my EDM journey has been a roller coaster. So like it took a little minute to get to there. And then I just found myself listening to it more and more, listening to different subgenres within hard dance. Like there's like so much different styles of hard dance music. And I was like, okay, like I'm here for this. I love this. I love it. I started listening <laughs> to it more and more. And then what solidified my love hard dance music was when I went to Wasteland in 2020 yeah 2020 um and it was right before COVID it was my last ever festival or any type of any big things like that I went to California for Wasteland and it was just two days of nothing but hard dance music it was such a good vibe it had so much fun I listened to I met a few artists it was just like I found my little home in the EDU community. Like, hard, hard dance is where it's at. Like, I love it. So, like, it's, I have my own little niche on TikTok where I just, like, do a lot of hard style music uh, because a lot of people do, like, mostly dubstep and house. But I'm like, I'm going to stand out just a little bit by doing, like, showing my love for hard style music. And so, like I said, I wear my orange heart with pride. <laughs> That's so funny because the other day on TikTok, I heard this, like, it was like hard style, but it was like techno hard style. Ooh, and I was like, okay, what the fuck? Why do I like this? <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, it was like, I cannot express how much I love it. It's just like, I listen to it almost, <laughs> I listen to it every day, just about like whenever I get into my car, it, it, it balanced to happen. Something's gonna like, it's gonna turn on. Um, <laughs> I listen to it when I work out because it pushes me. Like it, it makes you want, like if you crave violence in any type of aspect, <laughs> listen to some hard style, you'll be okay. Like listen, it, it just it comes to violence like that you want to create. Like because of this, like it's so the bass and the beats is so hard and so powerful. Like I remember at Wasteland, DJ Anime and DJ Mad Dog. They I believe they're from overseas and they came over and it was so much bass. I literally thought my whole body felt the whole bass. Like, like it was like as I'm standing directly in front of a speaker. Like that's how how much it felt. But I thought the building was gonna collapse. That's how crazy intense it is. And but it's just like holy. Like I was like looking around, like make sure I don't see like ceilings coming down or anything. So I was just like, <laughs> oh my god, like it's insane and like. I just love it. Like, if you, like, I always tell people, I try to ease people in, like, some of my friends, because a lot of my friends are, like, hard sell. Oh, my God. No. I'll pass. But they, like, they like to listen to, like, DJ Isaac. He's, he's like, very easy to get into. Because um, then there's some that is, like, that shit crazy. Like, you're going to be deaf by, like, <laughs> little Texas. Like, uh, little Texas. Like, yeah. He's, like, one of the best crazy it. ones. I'm down. You, we don't have hard sell in Arizona. I, uh, like, I love to listen to, like, Sullivan King. He makes me feel like I wake up and chose violence. Like, let's fucking get it. 
Yes. I have a playlist. Maybe that's a hard style. I have a hard style playlist, a hard dance playlist, so I will gladly send it over. So. Please. Yes. Yes. Get out. Who are some of your favorite artists? Oh, man. Oh, man. Okay. <laughs> All right. I have so many. That's why I can't choose. Okay. So I'm going to choose DJ Say My Name, Carl Cox, DJ Isaac. Anger Fisk. Um, oh my God. Mm, DJ Anime, DJ Mad Dog. Those are like my, those are my go-to hard, hard dance music. Um, oh man. Armin Van Buren, Tiesto, Calvin Harris, David Guetta, Riot 10, Sullivan Keen, Slander, Seven Lions. We can go all day. <laughs> like I, I, I can't pick favorites because they all hit different at certain times. So it's like I can't pick and choose. Like if I want to have a sad girl moment, I just listen to some Seven Lions. Like whatever. Like what are the saddest songs? I just sit here and it's like I'm crying. <laughs> and then so you're like, like Riot Ten. Like, yes, I actually I'm met crying. him. He's such a sweetheart. Oh my god, I met Riot Ten. Yeah. Um, How tall is he? he came, short. He's short. He's short. <laughs> he's so cute. He's so cute. Like I'm five nine. He came up to like my shoulders. So like he's probably like five five. Oh, yeah. He's such a nice guy. He was such a sweet guy because I remember when I was I was actually leaving the venue, and the park the parking garage is literally right behind the venue, and I see like a group of people like standing behind the the thing, and there's like. I wonder what's happening. So I'm sitting there like, oh yeah, we're waiting for Riot 10 to come out. And then he comes out. Everyone was nice. There was a bun rushing him. Like, oh my God, Riot 10. And he was such a sweet, he was a sweet guy. He he was like, he wasn't irritated because everybody wants SYFD photos or, or their photos didn't come out good. Um, so like they wanted to take more. He was such a nice guy. Like he is such a sweetheart. Like he really truly is. Like he's like a little teddy bear. Now I think he lost a lot of weight though, but at the time, he was like a little teddy bear. Like he just like <laughs> wouldn't hug him. Like he was such a nice guy, though. That's only... so cute. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, what are yeah. some like of your favorite shows that you've been to? Um. Well, let's see. <laughs> There's so many. Oh my god. Um, I can't really pick. Um my favorite story I can say well about uh, my one of my favorite um events that I went to was my first actual rave or first ever event after EEC because I'm like oh, I didn't I didn't really realize that I thought only festivals was actually happen. anything actual only artists would like have like a little concert and go on tour and stuff like that so like I was on EDM train I was like hmm let's see what's happening in my area and so 12th Planet came up and it was happening that weekend. I didn't know who 12th Planet was. I didn't know what I was getting into. I'm like, I don't care what it is. I'm still going. I want to rave. I just want to like get lost in the music. And I went what by myself. <laughs> full stand. Like I was supposed to go with my one of my coworkers, but she ended up not going. So I was like, I'm going to go still. Anyways, I already got my ticket. I'm going to go. I went with, like I said, like this is so important. I went with the open mind. I didn't know, like I said, I didn't know what I was getting into. Like I heard a little bit of his music as I was like on the way there so I can kind of prepare myself. Cause, but you know, like what they 
put out as songs is going to be different when they do live. So like, I'm still trying to somewhat prepare myself for what's about to happen because who knows what 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 happened. Um, and I went and I was like, I met a good amount of people, a lot of ravers who I'm friends with within the area that I just like, I was like, I'm by myself. Can I rave with you? And they're like, yeah. So like, it was so much fun. Aww. And I was so drunk that I somehow <laughs> shuffled. Oh. I don't know how, like, I was Let's trying to just teach myself how to shuffle, but I got so drunk because I ended up in somebody's VIP area. <laughs> like, <laughs> And so they were like, here, like, they were like, we, like, they had bottles everywhere. I'm like, okay, let's go. And then I got in the crowd and like, I'm like, I don't even remember what kind of song it was. I literally bust out in a shuffle. And that's like the only time I ever shuffle in, like, in, in the crowd or in, per- like, out <laughs> in public. So I remember, I was like, oh my that's God. That's impressive. Yeah. Um, I ended up like waking up so sore the next day I'm like I don't know what the heck happened man like what did I do and it was like so funny like I like and then because of the fact that um the venue like wasn't like well lit because it had lasers and like all that like the flashy lights and stuff I didn't even know 12th planet was black like I didn't know (laughs) I didn't know I didn't know so after I loved that he was a black because you couldn't really see him uh, because the stage was kind of like more it was more they were like no real lights on the on the stage so I didn't know so like I look back I'm like oh this is lit <laughs> that was one of my of my um favorite uh events but I actually had a really cool uh I was just telling my friend this uh last night that uh my favorite moment I like to tell people that was the funniest story of all times that I had to encounter at a festival was Escape Cycle Circus in 2018. My first ever like Halloween type of thing. I did, I think it was like one of my first times I've ever been in California. And I was, it was D, during DJ Say My Name set and he played, he was playing, he was playing uh, I Can't Escape but his song was Slender. And I'm like, that song touched into me because that was like in the midst of like a dark depression. That song kind of like, it, I felt like I, it related to me and I was like, this is like, this was it. And I and so like, when I heard it live for the first time, I'm just like, I got so lost in the music that I didn't realize one of his team members um, was in the crowd videotaping me, singing to the song. He added it to his story, his Instagram story. So I was on his Instagram story that night. And I literally, after that, he was still playing the song. And I, like, again, I got lost in the music. I opened my eyes to realize there was a mosh pit forming around me. (laughs) And that a guy got pushed towards my direction. And so you ever seen that meme where the girl was like, like scared and like, that was me because I'm like oh my god like what is happening somebody <laughs> had to pull me back because I I got so scared I would have been literally terrified I would have been like what I, I, I just closed my eyes for two seconds <laughs> that's exactly how it was like I literally closed my eyes for two seconds how like how did a mosh pit form around me <laughs> but yeah it did <laughs> do you have a least favorite set you've ever seen oh <laughs> oh <laughs> uh, I don't um, 
I don't know what it was. I'm just going to go ahead and say it. It was Adventure Club. I don't know what it was about Adventure Club. I I don't know what it was. I don't know. It was like, I couldn't really, like, not to be shady. Not to be shady. It was like maybe the way it was meant, his set was meant or something. I wasn't sure, but I was just like, there was like some good moments. And then now I'm like, what? Like, mm, mm, okay, like, let's write it out type of thing. Like, it was not like most sets that I experienced, but like, not to say he wasn't a, there was not a bad DJ or a bad like team members, but like, or duo, whatever. It was like, mm, I'm not liking this too much. You know, like, I'm just like, that's the only one it was like, probably like my least favorite. I was just like, I don't know what it was. I really don't know what it was. But it was just like, I hope I don't get no hate from it because I don't think they're, no. I love like their music. Like, but I just thought, I just hope I don't get no hate from it. But it was just like, mm, I just, I just could not get into it. Like, I don't know what it was. I just like, it's not, it's not for me. <laughs> it's okay. We had someone answer that question and say, Elenium. oh man you know i hear that all the time yeah i'm not a fan that, like they're like i don't see what the hype is about them like they're they're the sad boy vibes like <laughs> that's what they, that's what that is like if you want to cry get in your feels that is the most perfect place like that <laughs> that's why i feel like that's what they that they're known for is like the sad boy vibe like if you want to be sad go over there <laughs> So I saw that you posted like a YouTube video. It's been a while, hasn't it, since you posted a YouTube video? Most likely, yeah. Yeah. Do are you um, ever gonna get back into it? Oh, okay. Now I know what video you're talking about. I had to think of it. I'm like, what video? Um, I would love to get back into YouTube because like back in the day I used to like before, you know, good quality was the thing. Um <laughs> I used to do like makeup tutorials on YouTube like when I was like 18 like I was a baby and um I used to do that and now I'll kind of want to come back and do like kind of like what you YouTube like the fashion and the beauty trends was like doing like hauls and makeup looks and stuff like that I wanted to kind of do that and like here's like some lookbooks that you can like look at or here's a like this is what I purchased from this brand or this is how you want to do if you want to do like a, a certain look, uh, festival look or something here's something that you could wear uh, to do and like how you style your hair and x y and z I kind of want to do that because there's not a lot of rave related stuff like that like you should fashion. so I thought about doing that and since I have more free time now I'm like okay I have a good camera so like all I need is like this like the clothes and all that stuff. I have some stuff coming, so who knows? I might do a lookbook or something really cool. Um, yeah, and um, a lot of people were liking like me posting a lot of vegan options, like and things like places where I go and what I cook because people don't know what to eat <laughs> or what I eat. Like I'm just like, listen, I'm a girl who strives off of potatoes and French fries and pasta, so <laughs> I don't know. But like, I, like, oh my god, yeah, I saw something. you say that. <laughs> Yes, I'm for real. Like I, <laughs> I thrive. Like feed me French fries. I don't even care if it's in the morning. I would be good. Like I would be Same. happy. Um, but yeah, so um, I wanted to do more like more vegan review places. Like when I, especially when I go traveling, like for festivals and S Y and Z, I want to like focus on that because that is like a part of my life is being the vegan. 
and I want to do that plus like incorporate more like um I really want to do like like a weight loss journey type of thing because I'm trying to get more fit and healthy um focus on more rave related things um because I I I don't I can't work the IG reels I can't do the IG TVs like it's just it's just because they hit you with like both YouTube does it too, but like you get hit so easily with um, violation laws, like or like copyright. So I'm just like, so those two is like that's one of my main thing that like I gotta find some good music that I won't get copyrighted for. So <laughs> yeah, so that's kind of like where I'm at. I'm like, mm, okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh my god, yeah, yeah definitely. Um, I love all of your TikToks. How do you come up with like what you're gonna film or like plan out your TikToks and stuff? Um, I tend to do um content on random. Um, I because one thing I really love to strive for is like when you see my content, that's me in the moment. That's who I actually am. Uh, I don't want to look like I'm forced. I don't want to look like, like, I want my content to be real. So I will, there are times where I don't go, I, I will go weeks without making any content because I'm like, that's not what I want to do right now. So when I get inspired or, or something like that, that's when I create content because I'm like, I really want to show off this outfit that I got and it makes me really happy and like, or I like I found like a good sound on TikTok. I'm just like, oh, I want to do a TikTok today. Like there's times where I will be up at two o'clock in the morning and randomly like, oh, I want to make a TikTok. <laughs> like, so like I always do things on random. It's never, it's never like I don't really like plan my day because then like I didn't will get discouraged to do it because then it's like, oh, oh my god, now I have to do this or X Y Z. Like I like to do it when I have that like in the moment. Like if I have the time or it's in my like. I wake up in this like tomorrow and it's like oh you know like I've got this really cute outfit and I have this really cool idea and I want to take some photos and xyz like I'll that's when I start to build myself to do it but I don't want to like I don't I like to plan things but I don't like to plan my content per se like I literally just post at random times random days whenever like it's just like whatever I created is when you get it like that's kind of like my little thing and I and uh, it kind of works out my benefit sometimes because I don't put that pressure on myself like oh my god I have to I, I don't like feeling pressured to create content because then I am not going to enjoy what I create um, like anything like I've come up with is like it's because I want to do it I feel inspired to do it and it's not forced it's like in that moment so like a lot of my TikToks are like in that moment and I'm just like having a good time making content because uh, I like to have fun while I'm doing my content. So like, I don't, yeah. So like, <laughs> whatever that I was, how I always say, whatever I put out, whatever I put out on my social media platforms, it's who you would meet in person. I am not like, like I don't come off as like fun and goofy on the internet. And then when you meet me, I'm a total bitch. You know what I mean? Or vice versa. <laughs> or like, I like, or you think I'm just gonna be like very shy. I'm like, sometimes like I'm in your face, like we're having fun, I'm, I'm, I'm going to embrace you. Like, you know, like, so however you see me online, I even post me like doing quirky stuff or saying something stupid or whatever, whatever. Like even on my Instagram stories or my Snapchat or my TikToks or my Twitter or whatever, like that's who I am. So like when you meet me, you don't have to second guess how I'm gonna be 
when you meet me I'm like oh why are you know she's a hot mess like I don't want to meet her anyways like you, know? <laughs> <laughs> you definitely want to meet you yeah <laughs> you do you know, have any like, shows that I'm sorry carry on no I'm just like I get really nervous when people like say things like that like oh my god I can't wait to meet you I'm so excited to meet you I'm like I'm excited but yet nervous like that's my anxiety I'm just like I want to make sure they like me like they like me for me like I don't have to like second guess like are they gonna hate me like or like am I up to par like, <laughs> so, like but it always turned out really really great like I like this girl like fangirl me one time and like it was such it was such a cool moment because it was like right when I started doing like influence work or whatever and she saw me at Ultra and she's like you that girl from Instagram I was like what <laughs> she's like, no, no, no. like I'm really drunk but if it was you like I'll message you and she messaged me the very next day and she's like oh my god I'm so sorry I'm like no I'm sorry because I was just like so confused because I got caught like off guard because she walked up to me with my friends and then she's like you're that girl from Instagram you don't want to take the photos I'm like there's a lot of girls on Instagram I'm like are you getting confused with somebody else <laughs> like, um and like so every time somebody's like oh my god I want to meet you like I get butterflies I'm just like I'm like really nervous like it's almost like every time I meet somebody it's like a first date type of thing so every time I meet a rape I'm like oh my god are they gonna like me or they like <laughs> any shows that you're like planning to go to in the future um so festival wise I I have a stack like I really want to go to base canyon so freaking bad um EDC Las Vegas already got my tickets for from last year or whatever so like that got rolled over um I want to go to Izu um I kind of want to see what Ubby Dubby is like Dream State is one of my ones that I would love to go to. Like, if it was happening tomorrow, I would go. Like, um, I just love how it's, like, set up and put together. It's really, really beautiful. I heard nothing but good things about it. Um, like, I want to go to as many festivals that I can. Like, I want to go to them all if I could. Like, that's kind of like, not just because of COVID, because I just want to experience <laughs> I just want to experience it all, you know, and see what all, like, I just want to hear, like, I just want to experience what other people say about S, Y, and Z festival. So that one, but my one show that, my one festival that I am, I would die if I can go is DEF CON 1 overseas. Uh, a lot of people were like, oh, I want to go to Tomorrowland. I'm like, I want to go to DEF CON 1 because that's nothing but hard style. <laughs> nothing but hard dance music. So like in their production, everything about it is similar to EDC and it's like chef kisses. Like it's like, if you ever look at any DEF CON like production, like any of their live streams or any like DJ sets from there, like it's very well put together and I hear nothing but really good vibes good things and good vibes about that so I'm just like I really want to experience DEFCON 1 like I actually have a group of people and it's like listen whenever we can travel whenever they got them tickets going because like overseas is so cheap to go like like yeah. to attend to festivals versus like all you gotta do is pay for that expensive flight but like for a festival over there it's like a hundred some odd dollars like U.S. money so it's just like we like they're like we'll buy our tickets we'll we are 
figure it out about the flight, the flights, but let's go, let's full send. I literally have a DEFCON one group chat, like ready, <laughs> like we're ready at any given moment to go. Um, <laughs> so like, um, I love going to any type of shows, um, especially here in um, Tampa, because a lot of, I tend to miss some, I tend to miss a certain set. So like whenever I get to, whenever they come here, I like, I try to jump on it, like at any given moment, because I'm like, I gotta experience them. I gotta like listen to them live. So anytime I miss somebody festival, cause there's like a conflict or something happens, like I keep, I can't wait to see Cascade live because I, that's the one I constantly keep missing. Like I have no idea, but whenever Cascade comes to Florida and have a show, I am on it. Cause I never been to one. Um, yeah, but I have a lot of, a lot of sets that I want to go to. And it's like, I like, that's the, that's the good of, of having local shows and like actual events because you get to listen to that person's set. Like you don't have to, you don't have to worry about comp, set conflicts or anything like that because it's just them there, you know? So. Yeah. I love little small venues and I I really hope you get to see Cascade soon. I'm, I'm rooting for you on that one. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Do you have any uh, favorite small businesses you think people should check out? Ooh, oh, another hard one. Um, my choices are Moody Rainbow. That's like she was one of the first uh, small brands I ever purchased from. She And she actually came out swinging for me because she made sure I had an outfit that fit me, especially up top. Um, and she's really, really awesome. Um, oh my God. Oh my God. Raven Rivers is a really good one. She's an up and coming. Um, Slay My Day. My favorite is uh, Valley of Babes. I I stand her so much. Um, she made me a custom robe, and I like I will support you forever and ever. Like you know, for you, I will do anything. <laughs> um, God, there's so many because I do focus on a lot of small businesses now. Like I don't really shop at, I don't even think I shop at Amazon anymore. Like I try to focus my dollars on in my collaboration and my, like my business and my network with a lot of the smaller brands. So like Raven McGinty, she's actually local. Like she's maybe like two or three hours for me. Um, I'm drawing a blank because there's so many. That's how like, that's how many like I'm like tapping into is like so many. Um, my favorite who's a small business is Rolita Couture. Like she, she goes hard. Like she goes hard for like diversity Mm-hmm. Um, and on on any aspect, I love her to death. She's she's really nice and really awesome. Um, yeah, we're gonna be here all day because I'm just yeah. like so many. There's so many. <laughs> That's so true. There's so many small businesses. I know. Love them all. And I'm striving for them because like they're oh I forgot one. Before a graver, how can I forget them? There are so those uh, Mariana uh, Cheyenne is, uh, they're such sweethearts. They're really, really good. And they, they come up with really cool designs as well. And they made sure like, I'm kind of like their test model for plus size. Cause like I live like 40 minutes away from them. So they like, <laughs> you want to model this outfit? <laughs> I'm like, uh, yeah. So um, like 
yeah, there's so many out there that is so hard to kind of like, now it's hard to keep track on. Like I have to start a list. I need to start a list of all the small businesses because it's like, there's so many and they're constantly, like people are constantly jumping into creating outfits and um, glitters and face gems and they're selling so many things that cater for festivals and content creators and all that stuff. So like, there's so many, it's so many, but I'm striving for them. I root for the success. Like even if I have to just share something for like, I don't even care if it's like a skirt they just came out with or whatever. Like I'm like a test dummy for a lot of these too. Like people are like, have you shopped this one? I'm like, God, just give me a moment. I, I'll, re- I'll have my review later. So um, <laughs> yeah, like there's so many and they're like, they're like coming out hard with so many cool designs and they got me ready for festivals to come back because I want to slay. I want to look good. I just want to look, ah, they, they're killing me. They're <laughs> killing me. They're killing my wallet. But yeah. Mm-hmm. I know I've been buying so much during this quarantine non-festival time. Right. How you guys been like dealing with not having any like shows or festivals or anything like that? I'm not um, dealing. Not well. We went to like a pod show. When mm-hmm. not, like October. Yeah. So like it, it still kind of feels like I went to something, but like my last big show was fully like a whole year ago. And I'm like, I'm just ready for this to go away. I fully thought I would be at my first EDC last year. <laughs> yeah uh, that one was a bummer for a lot of people like that was their first like because obviously EDC is the most popular ones that's out there and a lot of people are like yes I got I got my ticket I'm ready to go I'm ready for this to happen and this thing you know COVID happened this thing you know it got pushed back this thing you know it got pushed back again so it's like a lot of people find that going to festivals is like their escape that's their safe zone that's where they can just forget about it all because now it's like so much things been happening and like and in their personal lives like that's where they go to like just forget about get that serotonin boost like you know what I mean like get back to being happy and just have the time of your life and just like just forget about everything that's just happening because and now like with quarantine like the wearing face masks and having to not be around people people are constantly dying left and right from covid or things that is affected because of covid that it just tears you down like it tears you down it's just like you don't have no real place to escape and like you have to sit in like you have to sit and keep experiencing it over and over again and uh i really do like applaud like Pasquale and all the other artists who came through and gave us a little bit of hope with their live sets and the live streams and stuff like that because that actually helped me so much and I know it helped a lot of people because especially on Indian Twitter like it blew up like people are like connecting virtually and having like a little bit of plur that's happening and getting that little serotonin boost not like it's not the same as going to a show it's not the same as going to a festival but you get a little glimmer of hope and you get a little happy so like the live streams I know help a lot of people and yeah it's been a tough year and like hopefully things turn around so that you know we can get back to festivals and live in our best brave lives (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't agree more 
Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. You were amazing guests. Plug yourself. Thank Where you. can people find you? <laughs> All right. So you can find me on Instagram and TikTok on Gaia at Snail. G-A-E-A-X-N-E-L-L-E. Most importantly, please follow Melanin Ravers, all one word, and follow and love. Send us some love to all my other Black Ravers that we post and um, um, all the DJs and producers and performers that we post as well. Um, I am on Twitter. You can find me on Melanin Ravers' Twitter account as well. Um, and I just want to say and I always say this every time I do a podcast or interview or anything um I will really really express this to not just my black ravers but to everyone um that you are loved you are seen and you are appreciated and that's coming from mama melanin guys yes that's like just remember that you're seen your love and you're appreciated like I need that to be drilled in your head like whenever you have any self-doubt or you feel kind of down or you feel angry or you feel unheard you feel like you're not doing enough like remember that like remember because like you might like and it's okay to feel that way but just remember there's someone out there me there's someone out there like they see you they love you and they appreciate you because you're still here you're still fighting you're still striving like you know what I mean like just remember that there's someone out there still rooting for you and still thinks that you are worthy of everything good to come in your life you know what I mean like if you feel that type of way if you feel kind of down like you slide in my dms I usually try to (laughs) respond to everyone I get so many dms I like hey if you just need a listening ear you just slow down you want to scream you just want to vent you want to share something stupid or funny I don't even care what it is just reach out to me like it might take me a little minute to get back to you but I will respect to you and like I will be that person for you like and I will take that I will take that challenge like I'll take that task to be that person for you because we need that we need people like that like we need to have a person that we can not absolutely rely on but this just to have so if you have that person if you don't I don't even care if you don't if that person unavailable like I'll be that second person like be that person like someone has to have that person but like long story short just remember that like your love you're seeing you're appreciated like that's at the end of the day that's on period like period, period. yes yes queens all right, <laughs> the best way we could have ended this podcast on the highest of high notes. <laughs> we will be right back, guys. Stay with us. And thank you to our first Black Raver of February. It was so good to meet Mama Melanin and chat with her and just listening back to that episode I have chills it was such a good conversation but before we wrapped up the episode we wanted to give you guys our songs of the week so Maddie you want to kick us off yeah of course so for my three songs the first one this is the most um like you know when you just recommend a song so hard I've never recommended a song so hard in my entire life 
Um, so Party Perry, another black raver, posted this on her Instagram story and it was WAP, the nitty gritty remix. Oh yeah, I saw that. <laughs> I have not listened to a single other song it literally in like days. Like I know every single word, every single beat. I could literally remake that. Oh, it's so good. 10 out of 10 recommend. Um, my other one. Um <laughs> my neck, my back, but the Benzi Boulevard remix. Jordan, yeah. I'll send it to you. It's insane. Okay. <laughs> so good. And then those are both very, very, very EDM-ish. And then also um, I went with Company by Don Tolliver, and it's not EDM at all, but it's such a fucking vibe. So, noise. <laughs> what about you? All right. So, I made a playlist of all Black artists. So, for the month of February, all of my songs are going to be from Black artists that you should check out on this playlist. And I'm going to be adding songs to it as the month goes. So right now it's at four hours and 20 minutes. So. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Go you. Okay. So my first one is going to be Send It by 12th Planet. My next one is going to be Black Again, Todd Terry, and it's all about making house music black again. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, my last one is going to be Bougie by Say My Name. So we have variety for everyone. <laughs> I'm going to have to go listen. Yeah. It's more like rapish, but you may like it. <laughs> I'm down. <laughs> <laughs> okay well it's gonna be a fun month y'all <laughs> it is say the least stay tuned we have three more episodes dropping with other black ravers we got a dj we got a flow artist we got a peloton guru <laughs> period but if you guys want to see more of our faces the instagram is always going to be at the not your normal cast Twitter's always at not your normal cast. My socials are going to be phaseology on everything. My socials are going to be Jordy Christina with two A's at the end on everything. If you want to listen to more of the podcast, you can find us on all major streaming platforms, but including Spotify, Anchor Breaker, Google Podcasts, and more. And yeah, stay tuned. We have more exciting episodes. Go check out the playlist I made. You can find it on the Instagram. And yeah, as always, go be your not normal self and we'll see you next Thursday.